Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I hope you are doing well. Yes. Can everybody see and hear okay? Yes. You know, it's always important the older you get to ask people if they can see and hear things. <laughs> I'm realizing that more and more in my life. I got, a, I got a dysfunctional left ear that kind of gives out from time to time if I get too much caffeine or salt. So, you know, it's just a weird little thing. You get weird things when you get older, right? Uh, but it's good to be here with you, and it's good to be here and about to talk about God's Word and about our New Year's Eve. Let's go to God in prayer. Uh, Father in heaven, thank you so much uh, just for this time together. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to worship you to look at your word, to be inspired by your spirit. Father, that you will unfold our paths for this entire year to bring you glory. Right. Father, that it is your will for us to bring you glory here and do the things you spoke of. It is your will for us to love each other deeply. It is your will for us to reach out for others and help others know you, Father. Yeah. We thank you that you keep it simple for us, that it's not some complicated <coughs> equation, but, Father, that we can just pour out our hearts to you and love you with our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength and love our neighbors, Father. Father, I pray that you move me out of the way and that your Holy Spirit speaks uh, to the lives of everyone listening online and here in person. Father, I pray that this can be a time where we draw nearer to you and to each other, Father, full of passion for your love for us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, uh, you know, New Year's Eve, I'm yeah. sure, you know, that means something different the older you get, right? Yeah. You know, when I was young, I used to be getting ready to go out and have a good time. Now, I don't know if either India or I will make it to midnight. Yeah. We might fall asleep about 9 o'clock and then just wake up in the morning and say, Happy New Year. That's right. That's right. But when I was a little kid, it was just, oh, I wanted to see the New York Times, you know, the ball drop. I wanted to stay up until it happened. I was uh, so excited about that. And if you see somebody missing from the Colossal clan today, that's because we're getting too old to hang out with our parents anymore. Coral is off at a Holidays at the Swamp team activity in Georgia where they have a team dance on New Year's Eve. So she's too big time for us, right? She's out there enjoying her time. And so be in pr prayer for us and our tribe going down and back. But she's so excited about that whole experience. Amen. You know, uh, and so but I, when I started thinking about the new year, I started thinking about things that have happened over 2023. And Brian talked about it uh, in, our, in our little huddle before the service. just about it as a time of reflection. Amen. You know, you're looking at what happened this year, Amen. you know, and I can think of no better activity to get into today when you reflect than prayer. Because wow. yeah. prayer is the one that's going to help unlock so many different deep things within us, right. connecting us to God and connecting us to each other. Yes. So one of the things I'm going to ask you, because, you know, it's a question that's going to keep coming up throughout this year, is are you connected? Wow. Come on. You know, Brian and Kim have been doing a fantastic job. Yeah. They have some awesome things to roll out here in the new year. But I'll tell you one of the words just to give you a preview of what they're going to be talking about. It's about being connected. All right. Start saying, well, connected to what? Well, connected to God. Yeah. Connected to his people. Yeah. Connected to his purpose. Yeah. 
being connected. Because it's easy to feel disconnected, isn't it? Yeah. You ever had your Wi-Fi go out in the house? Yeah. Like you're using your internet and probably streaming something on TV or you're doing something, and all of a sudden it stops and you're like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. And then you find out you're disconnected. That's right. What is the urgency that we go through to make sure we are reconnected in our house with internet? That, that's kind of priority number one, isn't it? Right. Aren't you calling somebody, checking something, rebooting something? You're trying to fix that problem, right? Yes. But what we're trying to do is make sure that we have that same type of urgency in our relationship with God. Yes. So we're going to learn a parable. We're going to uh, learn a parable of Jesus about the persistent widow. And then we're going to look at a scripture in Ephesians. And then what we're going to do is we're going to be organized into different groups. And we're going to take time praying. Yes. We're going to bring in this new year. Praying to God about different things. But one thing that we are going to do is we're going to encourage ourselves to open our mind about prayer a little bit. Like you, I have had many desperate deliverance prayers in my life. Jesus, help me, please help me, help me right now. It's 8.05 and I got to make it to 8.10, right? Help me, Jesus. I'm just struggling with life, right? But God has such a bigger vision for our prayer lives. And I think what we give credit for at times and he gives us so much more access to his sovereign power to impact so many more things. Yeah. So it really involves us broadening our mind a bit when it comes to praying. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen? But where we'll start at is we'll start at in just talking about the parable of the persistent widows. So if you turn over to Luke 18 for me, Come on. we're going to look at this. I'm going to read through this. I'm going to touch on a couple points, but, but as usual, we're going to have leftovers. And I don't know about you, but I love leftovers. Yes. So I go back and eat a meal several times when I have a good meal, right? So I hope you have a good meal today spiritually, and then you go back to it and study it more on your own to really see and connect with God on that scripture. So Luke 18, this is coming off the heels where Jesus is answering some questions about the kingdom of God and even gets into a very serious point where he's talking about how he's going to come back like lightning. Right. And just like in the days of Noah and just like at the time, a lot of people are going to be going on eating, drinking, marrying. And all of a sudden, Jesus is going to come back. Right. Just like the flood came, just like the destruction came to Sodom and Gomorrah, it's just going to happen. Right. right. And so he's got his disciples around him. And then in 18 verse one, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray. And not give up. Come on, son. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice and that she won't eventually come and attack me or wear me out. If you got kids, you know what that's like, right? Stop asking me, please. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Wow. It's a great question. Wow. That's a good point. Right? But let's, un let's unpack this a little bit. We got a widow. And at that time, widows were really helpless. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. 
And I'm not saying that they're in a great place now. Right. Right? But we have cultural dynamics in play where women really didn't have a lot of rights back then. Yeah. Right? And so if you can imagine yourself being in a position where in the social structure, men were had more power. And the women needed help, and then she's going to a judge, but there's nobody else that can help her besides this judge, this human being, this flawed person. And I don't know if you've been in a situation where you've ever had to beg somebody for something. Like, I, I have never in my life had to get down on my knees and beg somebody for something. So there's a disconnect for me in this passage in my walk of life. Now, I begged some people to forgive me. Right? I, I pleaded before for forgiveness. But to be in a situation in my life where I needed a human being to grant me something, they had the power to do it. And to beg them and then to say, no. So here the context is, is that Jesus is saying, this is how we should pray. So he's telling his followers, his disciples, which include men who are used to having that type of being able to go and do something for themselves. Right. And he's telling them, I want you to try to understand what it feels like to be a helpless widow begging for help. And what I also want you to understand is that a wicked judge will get worn out with persistence. A wicked judge. So how do you think a loving God would respond to you begging? If a wicked judge just doesn't want to deal with it anymore and it will eventually relent. And we probably can all share some stories of how persistence pays off. Like it doesn't matter how somebody else feels about what you're asking. Persistence pays off. But Jesus is using this analogy to say... If I love my chosen one and a wicked man will grant your request, what do you think that says about me? Wow. So when we break up to pray here in a minute, we're going to try and push ourselves to pray outside of ourselves a bit. But we never want to take for granted the fact that when life hits, it hits hard. And I know you. Well, I don't know that you've done that. I'll just speak for myself. There are times where I get discouraged and don't want to pray. Amen. And I feel like I've been praying for this. I've said it a bunch of times. You still haven't answered. So let me just kind of stuff it. Anybody else been there? Yes. Been there in 2023? Yes. Right? So the goal is to grow in our faith. Not be perfect about it, but to grow in our faith. Grow in the grace for 2024. So in areas we feel like we need to be delivered individually, that we look at it a little bit differently. You know, great right off the start about, you know, how Jesus is teaching we should always pray and never give up. I'll I'll never forget, uh, you know, uh, Sam McDonald one time just quoted that to me while he was talking. And it stuck in my head so much that I shared it with some other people. You know, it's kind of like one of the easiest verses to share about Jesus with somebody else. Yeah. You're listening to somebody, they're going through a hard time, and you say, you know, one of the things that Jesus taught that I'm really trying to work on? That we should always pray and never give up. Do you want to pray together? Yeah. Yeah. 
But you know, the bookend of this, the beginning is that we should always pray and never give up. And then you see at the end, this statement here that is so challenging to me. Right? It's so challenging to me. Because what it does in my mind is it equates when I quit praying with a lack of faith. So my question for you this morning, before we kick off 2024 and we're trying to pray our way into it, we close out 2023, go into 2024, are you still praying? Mm -hmm. Come, on. Yeah. Come, on. Come on. Are you still praying about the most challenging things in your life? The ones you feel like have not moved. The ones that you feel like you have to beg for help and it hasn't changed. Do you still have the faith that Jesus asked us to have to always pray and never give up? You know, but the disconnect for me, and I look at this passage, is Jesus says, well, you know, he goes back in verse 7 and he's like, you know, will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones and cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, I will see that they get justice and get it quickly. And so, like, I talked myself out of this scripture. Well, he hadn't done it quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I hadn't done it yet. I've been begging about this. You know, there's some things I've been praying about for decades. Over a decade. I'm sure there are things you've been praying about for a long time, too. But the need to pray about those things has not changed. But our understanding and concept of time does. Right? If you hang around kids, you understand that right now is urgent all the time, right? Even when you're going to take care of them and you're going to do something, but like right now seems like the end of the world. Right? And if you don't meet that need right this second, they just feel like everything's going to fall apart. Right? But you know, I can't just get on kids like that because you know who else is like that? Me. I'm growing up in this, uh, you know, I remember making phone calls out of a phone booth. A few of you can understand that in here. Right? I, I, I remember what it was like to go to college without Google. Right? I didn't have a cell phone. Right? You know, all these different things that change our way of life and our expectation of time and how quickly we can get things done. And our society is doing nothing but speeding up, isn't it? Yeah. 2023 was fast, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was full. Had a lot of stuff in it. And 2024 is going to be the same way unless we intentionally connect with God yeah, to slow it down. Amen. And see, ask God to help us see time more like he sees it. Right? Because just like if you're with somebody and you're with a child and they're just so eager to do something, they are eager for Christmas. They're eager for the break. They're eager for the new toy, right? And you you know it's going to happen, but it's not going to happen today. Right. Yeah. Right. But even in the same way in our relationships as adults, you can be sitting there talking to somebody and be like, you know, in the back of your mind, this is going to be okay. You know, this is going to be okay, but how do I communicate that to the person in front of me? 
right? But it's taking the time to understand how God sees time, where he says, but do not forget this one thing, 2 Peter 3, 8, dear friends, with the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. He just doesn't see time the same way we do. He's not on my schedule. And he's not on yours. But he's always on time. Amen to that? Amen. Something to think about in those areas that really challenge us. Now go over to Ephesians chapter 1. Come on. Ephesians chapter 1. You know, it really encouraged me because I started studying over the last week. I started studying all of uh, Paul's prayers. And it was so encouraging to me just to see how he prayed for congregations. So in, in the New Testament, there are about seven letters that he sent to different congregations. Okay. Now, there are two of those congregations he sent two letters to. Right. But out of those seven, six of them, he starts off and he starts off in a way of telling them that he's thankful for the brothers and sisters that are there. And it just blew my mind because they had so many problems in those congregations. I know how I get. When somebody brings me a lot of problems, I get less grateful for that moment. You know? yeah. like, problem breaker, right? Yes. But he, he's looking at these congregations and the way he starts off the letter before he gets into helping them with their problems is he starts off with this sincere, Holy Spirit-driven, I thank God for you when I remember you in my prayers. In one way or another, he does that in six of those. And it really challenged me. Because I don't know how often I spend just thanking God for you. Wow. And for brothers and sisters in other congregations. Yeah. Now, I pray for you. I pray for what you tell me. And we pray to God to strengthen you. But just being thankful that you're living, breathing, and in my life. So I started to try to do that more this morning, and I got really humbled by how many people God has sent in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. But let's unpack this a little bit more. We're going to be in uh, verse 15. We're going to read verse 15 through 22. Come on. And then we're going to close it on out and kind of move into some praying ourselves. But verse 15, Paul says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Isn't that awesome? He's praying for other people to know God better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which has uh, he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Jesus Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion in every name that is invoked, not in the present age, but also in the age to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. Wow. Now, that's such a rich passage. Yes. There's no way to explain all of that here and now. Right. But what I'd like you to start thinking about 
and contemplating on was how much and how in detail he prayed for other people's spiritual well-being. And then understanding the insight he's giving us into the power, the incomparably great power that we can tap into with prayer. Now, I don't know about you, but the older I get, the weaker I feel in life. Yes. Right? Yes. Because you've been through a lot and you realize you're a lot more limited than what you thought. <laughs> right. uh, impacting things physically, impacting relationships with what you say. Right. You're like, you just feel less and less and less powerful as you get older. Yes. Now, I'm not going to speak for you, I'm just for myself. Right? right? Come on. You start to, now, I, I realize that because my workouts have changed drastically over the years. Right? I used to do cool stuff like run stadiums and lift weights and you know the stuff you see on CrossFit. Like I used to do cool stuff I could brag about. Yeah, I'll do that. Right? You know what I did for walking this morning? I walked for a long time. It was an hour. And it was cold. But I walked. That's what I did. And I'm like, I exercise. Feel good about me. Right? Life has changed, yeah. right? It's not like how it used to be for me. Right, come on. Right? Life is a lot more limited now. Mm. When I was single, I had a lot more freedom of time. Right. Yeah. Having a family, having a job, being a graduate school, time is very precious and very fleeting. Yes. Right? So you feel limited in what you can do. But here I'm reading this prayer of a man who's in prison when he writes it. Yeah. Talk about being limited. He's in prison, but he's not allowing prison to stop his faith and prayer from impacting other disciples. So no matter how limited our circumstances are, the spirit of God can reach far through our prayer lives. Because it taps into an incomparably great power for those that believe. Now, when I read that, I'm like, he raised them from the dead. And I'm like, well, yeah, he raised them from the dead. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, of course God raised somebody from the dead. Right? Other people were raised from the dead, too. Right. Wasn't as brutal fashion as Jesus, right? Yes. But he's raised from the dead. But where did he go after that? He said he raised them up to the right hand in the heavenly realms. I don't even know what that looks like. Right. Right. Neither does this person who created this picture. <laughs> They're just taking a guess. Right. Yes. So he went from being... In the grave, in dead, and then lifted up to the right hand of God. Amen. And then everything was put under his feet. And you can't miss this part. It's too important. And God put everything under his feet and made him head over everything for who? The church. Oh, we're not saying that with enough conviction. Yeah. For who? The church. That is the type of power that we can all tap into Amen. when we pray. Amen. Come on, Sean. The type of power that rose Jesus from the dead, lifted him to the right hand of the Father, put everything under his feet for the specific purpose that God would have sovereignty over everything for his people in the church. Wow. Let that sink in. Because Jesus is head over everything for the church. 
So when we transition here and we talk about it, you know, Paul, again, the same group, the Ephesian church, when, it, when Paul wrote First and Second Timothy, he was writing about the Ephesian church. So this Ephesian church that he just taught how to do that about a year later, he gave some more specific instructions on praying because they probably lost their way a little bit with it. Right, so he gets a little more specific and he says, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. So who gets prayed for? Everybody. Everybody. All people. For kings and all those in authority. Even the ones you disagree with. Yeah. At the time he's writing these letters, we had Roman leaders like Nero who killed Christians on purpose. And he's telling them to pray for them. Right? Kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives and godliness and holiness. And it goes on so that all men will be saved. So there is this incomparably great power we have access to. And then there are these things that God tells us that, hey, Focus some prayer in here and watch what I do. And I'm not telling you to not pray about the things you need. We need to cast all our anxiety onto the Lord. It just sounds like we need to pray more throughout the day, doesn't it? Kind of like what he wanted, right? Pray without ceasing. Right? So that we can grow and continue to be prayerful about so many different things. So what we're going to do is we're going to break up into five different groups. And we're going to organize you by kind of where you're sitting, right? Just to make it a little bit simpler. But we're going to take the time and Brian, uh, Brian, raise your hand. Brian's going to come up here to the front. And he's going to take a group and he's going to focus the group's prayer on the lost and interceding for others. Amen. Right? Uh, then we are going to have EJ. You see his hand right over there. He's going to be praying for God's firm path for Haven Rock and opportunities to serve the community. Okay. Then we're going to have over here, we got Tosin. Tosin can stand right on up. Tosin is going to take a group and pray specifically what we prayed about that we saw Paul. The wisdom and revelation to know him better. Amen. We can pray that other people can have the wisdom and revelation to know Christ better. Amen. Right? Then we got thankfulness. Miss Ginger, raise your hand. When I organize the back row, go over there. Thankfulness for other brothers and sisters. And then I'll take the one right up here about government, world leaders, and events. Yes. Right? And so, now, when I break it up, you might be like, man, I didn't want to be in this group. But that's kind of the point. <laughs> We're trying to help each other stretch a little bit and pray for areas that maybe you don't normally pray about. Now, here's the thing. Do you have to pray? No. You don't have to. We're not going to, obviously. And if you have something else on your heart you need to pray about, can you pray about that? Sure. But what we're trying to do as a group is grow in our prayer life. Amen. And grow in expanding what we pray about. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. So what we're going to do is I'm going I'm to take about a minute or two to organize. And then we'll get started. Once you're in a group, you can go ahead and get started. There'll be a person there to help kind of get that moving. And then Brian's going to come up after a period of time. And then we're going to move into that last step. We'll have a community. Okay. Amen, guys. Let's get Sean in here for an amazing job this morning. And I really am just grateful. I'm grateful for um, him just sharing um, his heart about prayer. Yes. Um, Sean, you know, he, 
he doesn't just talk about it. I mean, this is Sean. Like, when you ask Sean to pray for you, he's going to pray for you. Amen? Um, but, you know, just having a conviction. And I know in this kind of environment, it can feel what? A little awkward to what? To pray, right? It's a little different, right? You know, you know when, when, when Jesus had an opportunity to come into a, a church, right, a modern-day church during that time, um, what he saw was people selling all types of things in the church. And he, he saw, you know, people doing things inside the church that you shouldn't be doing. That's right. And, and one of the scriptures that he quoted as he was driving people outside of the church, just, he said in Matthew 21, 13, he says, Jesus said, it is written that my house shall be called a house of what? Like, we should be known for our prayers. Like, when we come to church, I mean, that should be our calling card. Because, again, we're not trying to point you to ourselves. We're trying to point you to God. So, again, I, I really appreciate just this time to be able to pray together. So, again, thank you so much, son, for your heart, for putting this together. And, again, I'm just looking forward to doing more of this. In 2024, amen? amen. More time when we just take time and just pray together, amen? amen. Right now, we're going to take communion as a group. We're going to take communion. We're going to remember Christ. Amen. We're going to remember that he is the reason why we can come and pray to God. Like he's the reason why we can come and not have to go through a priest. Right. He is the high priest. Right, right. He is the one that we come to and he intercedes for what? For us. Again, he opened up that channel. His death and his resurrection opened up the channel for us to freely, and I mean freely, go to Christ. Amen. Go, to, go to prayer every single day. Every single moment of our lives. Amen. Like we can just literally go to prayer. Amen. Again, we are that house. We are that house. We are the church. Right. That's right. And again, if we are the church, that means that, again, we need to be praying Amen. without ceasing. Amen. Again, anything going on in our lives, we need to be praying about. Amen. Anything going on in others' lives, we need to be praying about. Amen. Again, when we see someone, we say, hey, I don't have the answers, but I know who does. Amen. Let's right. pray. Amen. Again, that should be on our hearts every single day. Amen. Amen. Let's go to God and pray. God, thank you so much for loving us the way that you do. Father, we are just so, so grateful that we have the opportunity to pray. Father, that we are here to be in your presence this morning, Father. And Father, we realize that in your presence, we are filled with what? Joy. So I pray that our hearts are filled this morning with excitement for 2024. That, Father, that we know you have great plans for us. Right. That we know, Father, that you know exactly where we're going to go, mm -hmm. exactly who we need to talk to, mm -hmm. and exactly what we need to do. So I pray that every single day our hearts are to ask you for the game plan. That's right. That's right. That we ask you, Father, every day, what do you want me to do, Father? Yes, what do you want me to go, Father? What, what, do you want, what impact can I be on this world? Father, I pray, Father, that we never feel lonely 
Because we can always go to you. That's right. Father, it says that you care about us. Right. Let's remind one another of that every single day. That we have a father who cares about us. Yes. That we can cast all of our anxieties. Anything that holds us back, Father, we can cast it onto you. And Father, that we don't have to carry that burden. Father, that you give us rest and you give us your spirit. Oh, Father, allow us to be able to take communion this morning and be grateful that we have this opportunity to reflect on your son's death and his resurrection. Amen. That allowed us to be able to come to you anytime that we want, Father. I pray that we never, ever take that for granted. That, Father, that we always remember your death and your resurrection. This is what allows us to be able to be in connection with you. Thank you so much. Father, I pray that again, any, any hearts, Father, that are broken this morning, Father. Father, again, it has been a lot of losses this year, Father. And there are wars that are going on across the country right now, across the U.S., across, across um, other countries, Father, right now. I pray our hearts are out for those people, Father. That's right. That we remember them every single day. That we remember them in our prayers, Father. That we know that you are the only one that can truly bring peace. That's right. Father, but you also are able to bring peace even in the middle of a war. That's right. And I pray, Father, that again, we cling to you and you alone. That's right. Thank you so much for your great love for us. Thank you so much for the way that you provide for us and how we know that you're going to continue to provide for us. <coughs> In 2024. Thank you so much for this time. Thank you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.